0: well how about that we got some stuff to talk about don't we we got some stuff to talk about we got a lot of people that are going to be you know clearly upset with what happened here on this field tonight i know it I mean, clearly Giants fans are going to be very upset, and I understand. I completely understand if you're a Giants fan, your frustration with what you had to watch here. As a team in the Eagles that has benefited in the past from teams, you know, winning last games of the season to give us a chance. Teams like the Raiders, remember in 2008, the Raiders, that team was done, done. They were playing for nothing. They won that game and gave us a chance. You know, the the Vikings in 2018, they had already locked up their playoff spot. Everything for them was already in, or I'm sorry, not the Vikings, the Bears, and the Bears beat the Vikings to get us in the playoffs. I understand this frustration. I really do, because you feel as if this team intentionally lost. Now, here's the truth. Did the Eagles intentionally lose this game tonight? No, they did not. The players on the field were playing to win, but I understand what where the frustration comes from now the players tweeting out for the Giants saying they can't understand I see like Saquon Barkley can someone make sense to me what's going on right and then Golden Tate I think the Eagles just hate us more than Washington that's the only thing that can make sense right like use your brains it's clear and evident at this point The Eagles wanted the sixth pick. And I get it. And now Darius Slayton quoting J.J. Watt from last week where you're playing... Remember this too, by the way. J.J. Watt's saying that, and I understand it. And I agree with him. I agree with everything he said. The Texans don't have a first-round pick. I mean, so they are trying to win games. They gave away their first-round pick. It's Miami's. I understand all of their frustration. But here's the truth. The truth of the matter is this. The Eagles were playing with a depleted roster tonight. Their two tackles... Brett Toth and Matt Pryor are not NFL players. That's the truth. The two best defenders for the Washington football team are Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and those are two edge rushers. They were in the backfield all night long. Here's the thing. If you don't know something now, or if you don't know this by now, then I don't know what to tell you, but Carson Wentz is no longer the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. It is Jalen Hurts. And guess what? It doesn't help Jalen Hurts if he gets hurt. And guess what? Getting hit by those two men—what would have happened? and I know, and I get it. In the fourth quarter, it's one more quarter. And again, I understand the frustration of seeing a team that you believe was not trying to win. But here's the thing, too: the Eagles did want to evaluate Nate Sudfeld. And I know you're saying, "Come on, one quarter." Remember this. If Carson Wentz is not on this team next year, they need to know if this guy could be on the roster as the backup quarterback. And let's go. You know what? I'm going to talk more about him, so let's just go over the game quick. We'll go over the five reasons why as to why the Eagles lost to Washington 20-14. to Fifth reason, let's go. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz played his last game as an Eagle tonight. And the reason I say Zach Ertz is because the interception in the first quarter was on Zach Ertz. He couldn't get off the press coverage, and by the time he turned his head, the ball was too, or it was too late and the ball was intercepted. That was on Zach Ertz. That was the fifth reason why, because that's, that was points for Washington that ended up being the difference in the game, right? It ended up only being a field goal, but still, regardless, I mean, that field goal that the Eagles could have took there, it, like, it. trust me, it changed the dynamic of the football game. Fourth reason, how about the two tackles? Like I just said, Matt Pryor and Brett Toth, they are not NFL players. They're fourth-string tackles. That's what they are. That's what they are. They could not contain Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And I understand why. They're just overmatched. They're not nearly as good of football players as those two guys. That's the truth. And I get it. You're frustrated that the Eagles, and I know there's fans of the Eagles. that are. Again, I get it. There's going to be fans out there. You want to win at all costs. You don't want to see a team celebrate on your field because they want a division. I understand that. I really do. And I get the frustration of the Giants fans. But I'd also sit there and tell you this. I know you're mad, but you're six and 10. You know what I mean? Like, I get it too. I I get being mad, but six and 10. Tomorrow, you gotta wake up and look in the mirror and go, I get it. If the Eagles could have tried to win, maybe we could have got in. And I understand that belief, but understand this belief. You had 16 games, you won six. Do you believe six and 10 should get you in the playoffs? I get it. You're in your division. It is what it is. And I get it. If you get in, it's, it's your zero and zero. I understand every single bit of it. But you're six and 10. You made your bed. Now you lie in it. That's what it is. Third reason why. T.Y. McGill jumping off sides there. Dumb play on the fourth down. I mean, he was jumping off sides left and right there. Again, it was just fun to watch our defensive tackles go off sides. Javon Hargrave went offside. T.Y. McGill, just undisciplined football, typically, you know, in a stadium with no sound. By the way, here's a hint. When a quarterback gets over center and he screams at the top of his lungs, hot, like when they go hot, hot, like, do you ever hear a quarterback when they're calling for a ball to get hut or snapped? Like, unless there's zero seconds on the play clock, raise their voice to that level screaming for the ball it doesn't happen that should be a tell to you that they're not snapping the football but the eagles have not learned that simple concept because they are a team that literally loves to jump off sides every single every single game it's incredibly frustrating and again it's something that i i just i i guess coaching fixes it but i mean what really fixes it is holding people accountable that's what really fixes it. You got to hold people accountable for that. Now, second reason why they lost. Well, let's talk about the guy who went in in the fourth quarter, Nate Sudfeld. Like I I believed Nate Sudfeld was going to get the whole second half. Here was the thing. You knew Nate Sudfeld was going to play today when Carson Wentz was a healthy inactive. He wasn't going to suit up. So Nate Sudfeld was going to be the backup today. That was sign one that Nate Sudfeld was going to play. I mean, sign Who should have been to you when you looked at who wasn't playing for the Eagles today and all their inactives and everything that happened, that the Eagles were not in this game to, you know, evaluate, you know, older guys. It was to get younger guys on the field and see what they could do, right? Now, here's the thing. In April, when the Eagles selected Hurts, part of the reason was, and I quote Howie Roseman stated, that Nate Sudfeld wanted to go start somewhere. Remember that? Do you guys remember that quote? Because I can never forget it. It's one of the most outrageous things I've ever heard in my entire life. Nate Sudfeld wanted to go start somewhere. Well, guess what? Nate Sudfeld got his opportunity in the fourth quarter tonight. And Nate Sudfeld, the only place he's going to start next season is with Johnny Manziel in that fantasy league or whatever that's that's starting up. It, It was, listen, I have actually seen Nate Sudfeld play and I thought he could be competent. I really did. I mean, I like, especially two years ago, ironically, against Washington, when he came in, like, th- there was competency with him. And I get it. Like I said, remember, he's playing with, you know, the the two worst tackles in football, you know, our, our, our sixth, seventh, and, and, you know, tenth string wide receivers. But man, oh man, did he look like a fish out of water he just did not have any presence and again how much practice has Nate Sudfeld gotten with the with anybody this season in regards to you know our, our starting offense whether it was you know it just hasn't happened because Carson Wentz was healthy all season and so was Jalen Hurts that's the truth that is the stone cold truth but Nate Sudfeld was put in this game truthfully by the Eagles, to evaluate if he can even be the backup next season. Like if they could just see something from him that would make them comfortable if they move on from Carson Wentz, that Nate Sudfeld could be the backup quarterback. And guess what? Oh man, that did not happen. And we will talk more about that position in a little bit. But the number one reason they lost was, was Doug Peterson. I mean, it's clear and evident why they lost. I mean, you, you, we all saw it. Going forward on the fourth down. Not challenging the play at the beginning of the game or the second half, which, by the way, was a fumble by Gibson and it should have been a touchdown for the Eagles. So I get it, New York, you're all frustrated about how the Eagles finished this game, but there was a play right there at the beginning of the second half where the referees took this game from you as well. Gibson fumbled the football. Wallace picked it up for the Eagles and scored. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. How about on the Epps interception, where it looks like he didn't possess the ball until he was away from the player, and they called him down by contact. That's two plays right there, that if I'm Wash, or New York, I'd be looking back going, I get it that the Eagles really didn't put their best foot forward, that's obvious, but the referees did you no favors whatsoever. That was seven points initially right at the beginning of the second half that was taken off the board, but Doug didn't challenge it, which blows my mind. There was so many things in this game with Doug Peterson. And again, like I said, on that interception, going for the fourth then goal from the four-yard line instead of tying the football game at that point at 17. Um, yeah, you're right. These were all very questionable decisions. And it looks like they're decisions from somebody who believes he's going to be the head coach here next year because I believe if he was going out, he's going out with a win. There's no reason he's doing the Eagles any favors if he doesn't believe he's the head coach next year, Right. He was doing them favors. And I know today, as Eagles fans, it's frustrating that we lost. And again, I get it. I'm frustrated too. I don't believe losing does anybody any good. But in this situation here, this was the last game of the season. We had 15 games this year to figure out what this team could be. We had 15 opportunities to make the playoffs. They blew it. This last game, and I get it. Picking higher, you think it's, oh, well, what? It's only three spots. Okay. Go look in the draft chart and tell me what you have to give to go from nine to six in the NFL draft. Because they did this five years ago with Shermer in that game when Chip Kelly was fired, where they lost to the Giants, or they beat the Giants on the last day of the year in a game that meant nothing, right? And guess what happened? They traded up. So, I mean, you essentially traded up to what you didn't have to do if you just lost. And again, I get it. You're not in football to try to lose, Now, again, I'm not saying that they had to try to lose, but I did agree with the idea of playing younger guys tonight, getting a look. Remember, there was no preseason. There's really not a lot of film on a lot of these guys. You wanted to put them out there, and and I don't think the Eagles did enough of that. I would have liked to have seen Luke Jariga take some snaps at center. I really mean that. I would have really liked to have seen Jason Huntley play more on offense at running back. There were guys out there that I wanted to see more of. But I definitely wanted to see that. But here's the thing. What hurts in the game, you kept Kelsey in there because you had to give him some sort of chance at protection because the tackles were just going to be so bad. You know, you have Piercebacker, all these guys on the team. This was an opportunity to get some film because you want to know at least some type of promise to be shown. But that's why. That's why the Eagles lost to Washington 20-14. to Now, what comes up? This week is a big week. So the news broke yesterday that Jim Schwartz is going to be done as the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. He's taking a year off, and he's contemplating retirement, which I don't buy for a second. I think his contract was up, I know that, at the end of this year, which just ended. And instead of not being retained, he controls the narrative. And, and again, I think the Eagles may have told him this, and this is a way to part ways with a guy who helped you win a Super Bowl— in the most, you know, constructive ways, he just steps away from football for a year. And to be fair to Jim Schwartz, he may want a break. He may want a year off. He may want a year to just sit back, recollect, study the game a little bit, and maybe update his tendencies. Because again, he blitzed more in this game than I've seen him blitz all season. Like this defense tonight played aggressive. It looked like a different unit. It looked fun to watch. They were out there. They were creating turnovers. This was like, this coordinator—that's the guy I want. The guy who was the de- the defensive coordinator tonight—that's the guy I want for the Eagles, not the guy who was last week, not the guy who was just playing such passive, cry baby football. This team tonight brought heat. Alex Singleton was playing like a maniac out there. You know, Marcus Epps, like I said, with an interception. T.J. Edwards with an interception. Really, they had a touchdown tonight. Logan Thomas caught one. T.J. Edwards played great coverage on it. And by the way, for Washington, be very concerned because man, Alex Smith looked horrific tonight. He did everything in his power to lose this game. I I, I mean, they're in a lot of, yeah, they got in, but they're in a lot of trouble. And in all fairness for, you know, New York, and I know you're frustrated, and I know Dallas, but here's a spoiler. No team from this division was winning the Super Bowl this year. That's a fact. It is what it is. Be thankful. The other three teams should be thankful that Washington is going to have a way lower pick in the first round because let me tell you this. They get a quarterback on that team, And they fix a couple things on their offensive line. They are close. They're getting close to being really good because that defensive line is really good. Those two ends are unbelievable and they're only going to get better. They have a really good defensive line and they're they're building a really good defense and they have a good head coach. I'm telling you, that team is trending way up, way up. So, yes, of all the teams, like the, the, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and Giants, you know what? I know this sucks that you're not in the playoff and again I get it. I'd rather be in the not. But the benefit is that the team that's really just a quarterback away isn't picking anywhere near the top 10. They're going to be in the 20s. So, I again, I guess that they could look at a guy like a Mac Jones if he falls down there, which I'm assuming he should be around. I don't know, Kyle Trask, something like that. So, yeah, there are possibilities for them. But, yeah, this this was this is, you know, in in the long run, it's actually a good thing what happened here. Now, when you think about what's next for the Eagles, as you saw the reports today, um, Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson are going to be expected to return. Doug Peterson clearly is going to be back. I mean, you just saw it on the field tonight. You saw why Doug Peterson's back. He told you he's back. They wouldn't have done what he did if he was back. And Roseman being back is one of the biggest jokes in the history of sports, in my opinion. It's completely a waste. There's no need for anybody to explain to me as to why Howie Roseman is back as the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's it's inexcusable. I mean, really, think about it. Since, what, 2014, he's drafted one pro bowler. Carson Wentz, that's it. That's the only pro bowler we've drafted in that time. And I know you could sit there and tell me, well, you got to develop the players. That's on the coach, too. And I get it. That definitely plays a part in it. There are... Parts of that are true, but I mean, when you look at some of the misses we've had here in recent years, especially at wide receiver, like I said, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who actually made some plays tonight, shockingly, but I mean, D.K. Metcalf, you could have had. You could have had Terry McLaurin, you know, I mean, there's there's many more options, guys, you just could have simply had. Darius Slayton, go through the list. You know, and then Jalen Rager who who was actually showing some kind of signs again himself tonight, but the guy directly picked behind him just shattered the rookie record for yards in a season in Justin Jefferson. This... This is a, a, a very big concern because yes, the Eagles are going to have a top six pick because they got no help. Like I told everybody on Thursday when I did my show, I told you, oh God, we could pick as high as three. And I told you there's no chance. And, and and shockingly, the Texans actually gave you some hope and then immediately erased it. That was it. That was as close to God. I mean, Atlanta had the ball, I guess, with a chance to take the or tie the game or whatever in the fourth quarter. And then they ended up losing by 17. People actually thought for a second Cincinnati was gonna keep it competitive with Baltimore. If you did, then seek help. They lost by about 200. That was it. So they're picking sixth. And like in regards to that draft, when it comes, and again, I have this is just very quick into looking into this draft. Right now, you gotta look in your head and go what the top two picks potentially could be quarterbacks. And again, I'm not so sure that the jets are picking a quarterback. I really don't. I, unless Ryan day goes to Jacksonville or whatever, and Josh field somehow becomes the number one pick. Then I'd see Trevor Lawrence going to, to the, to the jets. But I think if Lawrence goes one, I could see the jets potentially trying to trade out of that spot, which again would be fine because remember if the Eagles are doing that, um, Or if the Jets are doing that, that means they're doing it to trade to somebody who wants to come up and get one of the quarterbacks. Another scenario could be that if the Jaguars really do want Fields, that they could potentially trade back a spot with the Jets. Let the Jets take the number one spot. Take Trevor Lawrence, then they get the guy they want, Fields, and they get some stuff on top of it from the Jets. That's something to watch for too. And again, it all depends on who these guys hire as coaches because the Jets fired their coach. The Jaguars maybe are are obviously looking for a coach now. Um, I don't think they fired Marone yet or whatever, but I mean, the reports are out there that they're looking into different guys. So chances are he is gone. Um, But this will all play out, you know, you'll probably know by tomorrow with a lot of this stuff. Um, But my four guys right now, for the Eagles, and again, I get it, You, they have so many holes, and a lot of people are going to beg you, get an offensive lineman, get a, listen, the offensive lineman thing to me is, it's more overrated in a way. Their injuries are are almost insane, insane to even fathom for what happened on the O-line, but next year, you got to believe you're going to have your offensive line be Lane Johnson at right tackle, Brandon Brooks at right guard. Again, Kelsey's a question mark. They save $5.5 if he's not on this team next year. And I and trust me, as much as it pains people to hear, there, there's a very solid shot he isn't here unless something happens with his deal. Like he, he renegotiates and takes a pay cut because they just don't have any money. Or if the quarterback, who we'll talk about in a little bit, renegotiates his deal and, and gives the Eagles some type of relief. But we'll just go under the assumption it's Kelsey, but if it's not, it could be Herbig or Ciamalo at center. You know, technically, Ciamado right now at left guard, or it could be Herbig or whatever. And then at left tackle, you're going to have Dillard, and then you're back, or, or lotta and your backups there. Like again, Milata then could potentially be your swing tackle. You'll have Jack Driscoll, who could potentially be a swing tackle. You know, th- there's actually pieces here now. You, you at least found some guys here. You found out lotta could play. You found out Jack Driscoll, if he could stay healthy, he could play. And now he'll have an offseason to get stronger, which is very, you know, big for him. So the offensive line that you looked at tonight clearly was not nearly good enough. But that's because they were ravished with injuries there. And no matter what, it's a salary cap league. You can only have fifty three guys. If you have to deal with the injuries you dealt with on the offensive line, that's what it's going to look like. You can never I know people think you can just have this infinite amount of depth at that position, but you can't. It's impossible. They were never going to be able to overcome the injuries they had on the offense line. That's a fact. I don't blame Howie Roseman for that. I blame him for a lot of other things, like Andre Dillard being on this team because he didn't even interview the guy. But besides the point, that's, that's what it is. So, really, I, I don't want to draft a defense lineman. We've, we've already invested enough resources there. So, really, the four guys I'm looking at are, are pretty simple. You're going to look at the three receivers, right? You're going to look at Smith. You're going to look at Jamar or Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle, two of which are Alabama guys. Should both be playing in the national championship. I guess Waddle is actually on track to play in that game. And then another Alabama guy. So really, three Alabama guys, and that's Patrick Sertain. And that's the guy I would number... He's number one on my board. Because I just want another lights-out corner on this team. If you get Sertain and Slay as your outside corners... Now we are cooking with fire on defense. It changes everything. You could be so much more aggressive. A defensive coordinator now that we could bring in, if you have a guy like Patrick Sertain, and again, I'm assuming the defensive coordinator we're going to bring in is going to be somebody who wants to be aggressive. I, I'd assume it's going to be a, a bit of a scheme change over there. And, and regardless, it's so much easier to blitz than when you have a, a two shutdown lockdown corners. That is my dream scenario, is the Eagles get Patrick Sertain. If not, it comes down to Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Jamar Chase. And I, I have no thoughts on it yet. I mean, right off the top of my head, I would think I'd want Jalen Waddell. He was the one, I I remember just watching him last year and just being insanely impressed by Jalen Waddell. I know he's coming off an injury. Jamar Chase didn't even play this year. So I want to go back and look at the Joe Burrow thing. And again, remember, that that also hindered my appreciation for Justin Jefferson because I just thought, man, Joe Burrow's so good. So now I'm going to look at it with the the real view of, well, yeah, these wide receivers might be just really good too because Jefferson is the truth. And if Jamar Chase was better than him, then yeah, we got something to talk about. And Devontae Smith, who obviously you just saw in the you know this national semifinal there, this guy's a special player himself. So that's the one benefit of picking at six, those four guys. That's the four you want, right? Well, guess what? You're guaranteed one of them. That's the best news you can hear. The Eagles are guaranteed to get one of those four men because... More than likely, two quarterbacks are going here. And here's another thing: Cincinnati, the team that's picking in front of you, they're picking an offense lineman. So you aren't just getting the fourth of those guys. Chances are you're going to be picking between two or three of them. Now the thing is, my guess is you're going to be picking between the wide receivers because I don't envision certain lasting to the sixth pick. But hey, it is what it is. It's that's why it was bigger to be picking at six than nine. Because those are four really good guys. Those are the four guys you're going to probably link up here. And again, like I said, incredibly early. Haven't even looked at really at a draft board. This is just off the top of my head. But I'm just thinking, if those are the four guys you got, you're guaranteeing one of them on the roster, your team's way better next year. It is. Your offense can be way better. And your de- Well, your offense is better if your defense is better, right? I mean, that, that also helps. Now, the report, too, that came out today that Carson Wentz wants to be traded. How about that, right? I don't know how much stock or validity I put into this. I mean, if Carson Wentz isn't the starter, I get it. He wants to be traded, whatever. I I, I would look at him and go, man, that is you know, pretty soft to request like, the trade. But again, he also knows probably more than us. And, and again, I don't know if it is true if he requested a trade. He may have told them he's okay with being traded. I heard the report was he would help facilitate the trade because what was it? He The words that were used today, that him and Doug Peterson – their relationship is fractured beyond repair. Now, if that's the truth, if, if those words were came out of his mouth or his agent or whatever, I'd look at him and go, Peterson gave this guy such a long leash this year. Actually, too long of a leash. Carson once stayed in the football game too long this season. He played too many games. He should have never, ever, ever seen anything after that Dallas game. That was it. That was the it for me. I mean, that bye week was like, okay, we got to get Hurts ready to go now. He's playing. And chances are, if they did that, the Eagles would be in the playoffs. But besides the point, that's fractured beyond repair. Okay, cool. If it's fractured beyond repair, that's fine. The Eagles have decided they want to keep Doug Peterson. So that should tell you where the owner's head is, right? If the two major changes this year are going to be, you know, listen, there was going to be major changes. There has to be. You won four games. The major changes are going to just be Schwartz and Wentz. Is that enough? To me, it's not. Because the GM still being here is the number one problem. He is the number one problem with this team. Now, again, I don't know what's going to happen here. Doug has a meeting on Tuesday with Jeffrey Lurie. This is, remember, last year on the Monday where, oh, we're going to keep Groh, we're going to keep Carson Walsh, and they were fired the next day after the meeting with the owner. So... Doug's going to talk after this game, and I know his press conference is going on. I, I haven't heard it yet. I will listen to it after. but he'll And again, he'll have a press conference tomorrow, and, and again, nothing's going to be said. It's it's pointless rhetoric that's going to come out because, like I said, we all heard last year when he said those coaches were back and they were fired the next day. I, I, the report is Doug's going to be back. Now, again, I guess he could just say he doesn't want to do any of this stuff that they're saying in this meeting, and and it blows up and he's gone. But I would envision he's already had sort of the meeting that he's having with Jeffrey Lurie, and what this is going to be is kind of figuring out what this team is going to do fundamentally next. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Do they need to pick a quarterback in the NFL draft? I would stick with Jalen Hurts. I think he could absolutely be the guy. I don't think that the Eagles need to waste their time looking into the quarterbacks here. I I mean, what you would hope is the other teams are all thinking. I mean, you could put out the idea that you're considering quarterbacks, which is smart because you want teams to trade up in front of you to pick quarterbacks so you're able to then get a chance at getting the guy that you actually want. But um, yeah, no, this is a Hurts team. If Carson Wentz wants out and he's going to help facilitate a trade, hey, that's a good thing for the Eagles. If he wants to help facilitate it, the problem is he's going to actually then have say in where he goes, which again is fine if he's going to give them some type of salary cap relief where he renegotiates his deal on the way out and the other team picks up something like that Tana bomb thing that came out where to help them get under. Again, if that comes out to be true, that's because Carson Wentz is doing the Eagles a favor to get to the team he wants to go to then wow, that's unbelievable report. And again, good on Carson Wentz. And Carson, but here's the thing. The Eagles aren't going to be able to do that and Carson Wentz gets traded to wherever they want to trade him to. No, he's he's going to have say in where he goes then. Now, what they get for Carson Wentz in a trade, your guess is as good as mine. I have no clue. I have no idea. I, I do know if there's multiple suitors that helps the value because then clearly you get a little bit of a bidding war, which would be advantageous for the Eagles, but I, I don't see where there's anything more than a mid-round pick, right? I mean, I, again, I don't know, though. I could be, I could be completely wrong. They, they, if they get a first-round pick, you never know. You never know. It just takes one team. Remember, Sam Bradford was traded for a first-round pick. That's the truth. That's the truth. So this is this is a very big week coming up here. It is. It's a very important week for the franchise. A lot of things are going to be learned. A lot of jobs are going to be figured out. We're going to have a lot to talk about on Thursday. I can assure you that. Because by Thursday we should know a lot of answers. And we'll start prepping here for who's going to be the next defensive coordinator for the Eagles. You know? Is Jalen Hurts going to be the franchise quarterback? What teams are going to be interested in Carson Wentz? What are the Eagles going to be looking for in the draft? Who are their top draft prospects? What contracts are getting renegotiated? What other players besides Carson Wentz are getting traded? This thing's getting overhauled, man. It really is. There's going to be a big overhaul. There has to be. There's so much over the salary cap. They have to do stuff like this. So buckle up. Sorry to the Giants fans out there. It sucks again. I and I and I sincerely mean that because as a team that's gotten help before to get in, I, I understand what it looks like when this happens. But hey, you know what? the The Eagles are in the business of helping the Eagles. That's what it is. And trust me, you get us twice next year. I mean, really, you think the Giants aren't going to be up for those games next year? More so than ever. And by the way, the schedule came out today. Well, you, you know who you're going to play, like the last place schedules and. That if there is a 17th game, this is the thing here, the Eagles, will, it looks like the Eagles, or the NFC East and the AFC East will be matched up with each other, so the Eagles will actually get the Jets as that 17th game, which is a huge advantage in that division being in the last place, considering, you know, Buffalo's obviously really good now, New England should be probably better, I don't envision them being bad again next year, and Miami's obviously on the uptick, so The Eagles catch a break there for, you know, if you're looking at next season. And again, I don't know what next season's going to look like. A lot of people think it might look just like this season. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I have no idea yet. It all depends on who you get. I mean, if you get some of these young players going, good things can end up happening. And we found a couple young guys on this team already. Alex Singleton's a player. You know what I mean? There's guys out there that the Eagles did discover this year, which is good. So let's look forward to what will be a very pivotal week in the future of this team. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.